0: Well, good morning, New Community Church. How are you guys doing? Yes? Come on. It's a good day. And I hope you guys are enjoying this weekend, um, enjoying some time with family and close friends. I know some people may be gone, maybe be traveling uh, this weekend, but... Really glad that you're here. I'm really excited you guys are here this morning together, and it's really good that we are able to spend this morning together. Now, as you can tell, um, I'm not Pastor Aaron, and some of you might be surprised by that, by how similar we look. Um, but I'm actually Pastor Caleb. I'm the student pastor here at NCC. And surprise, today is a student takeover service. So we're going to split it up into teams and we're going to play some games. That's not true. Um, you can rest assured uh, you 're not actually going to have to get out of your seat um this morning during service, but um some of you guys are like really scared you're like i'm about to walk out of here i'm done um don't put it past us. We might let you know kind of how things go on a Wednesday. Um, But yeah, I hang out with students um, every single week, 6th or 12th grade, and we have service upstairs on Wednesday nights. Super fun. Um, They keep life interesting, as many of you know, and uh, so that is a lot of fun for me to be able to do. But I have the honor of being able to um, speak with you this morning. Pastor Aaron's not feeling um, 100%, and so if you could just keep him in your prayers. You really appreciate that. Um, but today we are continuing our Made for More new um, series this morning. And so we are officially a year into Made for More. Some of you guys remember a year ago making a commitment um, to invest in this next-gen expansion, in the new vision that God is bringing to NCC. And, you know, now we have kind of, it's been a year, and so we're starting this um, vision of new, and it's what God's been speaking to us as a church, um, and that's for each of us individually, but us together as a church, that so we're being renewed, we're being made new. And last week you we talked about um, the vision that God has for NCC, uh, we would start seeing what God's seen all along, and that our influence would expand that God would continue to help us to reach a greater number of people, a greater area where he has placed us. And so we're going to continue the series in these next few weeks, talking about how God's making us new, and throughout this year, kind of that theme sort of driving uh, what we're talking about and how God is speaking to us. And so don't miss these next few weeks as we talk about this, Um, and Sorry, last week we actually talked about um, a commitment card. Some of you guys got those. If you didn't grab one of those already, you can get one at the hospitality center in the back. But on those commitment cards um, is this right here. And some of you guys have seen it, some of you not. This is a giving ladder. And so it kind of shows us where we are. And the purpose of this is that we would take a step further, a step above where we are so that we continue to grow in what God has for us. And so at the bottom, you see potential giver. Um, that is for anyone who's not currently investing in the vision of NCC. See, there's potential here because if you're not giving anything, if you give something, that is complete growth. And so there's potential at that level. And then you go up to one and it's occasional giver. And this is somebody who gives occasionally. Um, and so maybe an emotional response to um, a new initiative or a new partner. And they think, man, I want to be a part of that. I'm going to give now. But it's just kind of those random sort of occasional times. And then you go up to consistent, which is monthly or weekly, just consistently giving a certain amount or a certain percentage, uh, but not quite to the level of tither, which is right here. Um, We're giving 10% of what we have and just realizing that that's what the Bible is calling us to do. And there's another level there because we're recognizing everything we have is from Jesus. And so when we give it back, it's just giving back to him what's already his. And he's going to take 90% and make it go farther than we could make 100% go. And so there's obedience here, faithful, tithing, and then generous giver is when we can go above and beyond. And you remember Pastor Aaron saying that we can't go above and beyond until we've done what's foundational, until we've been obedient at the tithing level. And so the whole purpose of this is that we recognize where we are and then take one step up. Because that's us being obedient and just being more faithful with what we have to what God wants to do in our life. And so we just challenge you guys with that. Grab a commitment card if you haven't already um, on your way out today. And so today we're talking about the church um, and how God's making the church new. He is always making the church new, renewing it and us together. And when I think about church, church has been a part of my life, my whole life, and um, My sister Shay is in the room. You you saw her earlier and she can attest to, we used to have home church um, when we were younger. Not all the time, but like when the doors were closed at the church or like it was weather, for whatever reason, that church was closed that day. We'd have home church and we kind of liked it because we could kind of have church like in our PJs. Um, But each of us would kind of take an element of a service and like have a full church. I have four sisters. Some of you are like that's crazy. Uh, there was five of us kids and my parents, and so we had a whole church staff at home. And so we all took different elements. I could play guitar a little bit, and so we'd sing some worship. Someone would share a scripture. We'd talk about it. Someone would do a craft. We made Lot's wife out of real salt. You could take that for free and do that. Um, we like a craft in like a game or just an activity. And so there was just tons of different elements to our service. It, it'd be like four hours long, but home church is super fun. Man, sometimes my dad would like intro it with some dance. He was like, just warm us up for like for church. And so like, he has this kind of signature move. It's kind of like an Elvis thing, like a shaky guns. You guys could take that for free, bring that to your home church, bring the anointing to your home. Okay. Um, but it was super fun. Man, good memories with just my family, but the What we learned is that when we were growing up is that it's important for us to come together as believers and to engage with God's Word. And it's not just when we're in this room or just when we're in that building, but when we come together to talk about God's Word, and that's important to who we are, that we are the church. And so it was instilled in us at a young age how important the church was to our life. And we're going to talk about why it is important to us and what God's vision, what His purpose for the church is. Is. And so we're going to look at Acts chapter 2. You have your Bible, you can open up there. Um, There's a Bible in the seat back in, or under the seat in front of you, you can grab if you don't have one. That's on page 531 of that Bible. Um, And some of you have the app on your phone. And so you can open up to Acts chapter 2. We're going to read a few verses there. And as you're turning there, this passage that we're reading is a few months after Jesus died, resurrected, and was ascended back to heaven. And so there's kind of the timeline here where it gives us a picture of what the church is and how it looks at this time. And it's not giving us specific methods or specific um, systems that the church is to follow, but rather principles that the church is to be founded on and to be led by. And so we're going to read a few verses here, starting at verse 42 and then a few verses. praising God, having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. And so when we look a little bit ahead, we see Peter, who's one of the followers of Christ, who preached about Jesus and his life and what had just happened. And 3,000 people came to be saved that day, and the church was born. And When we see about the church when we continue on in this passage, when we see these principles the church is founded on, it's not those specific systems. It's not a specific um way a service should be run or organized. Because church looks a little bit different different places you go. When I, I grew up in church, and that church is a little different than NCC. NCC is a little bit different than the church down the road. And that's okay. God has a specific vision for those churches. But these principles are important for us to know that the church is founded on these same things. And so whatever church you go to should be founded on a few specific kind of principles that the, that the Scripture is telling us. And the first thing, um, I want to encourage you guys to take out a page for notes if you have a place you can write some things down. Um, in NYC, we say note takers are history makers so you can hear them man we believe that if uh, some men back in the day didn't take some notes we wouldn't have the bible here now um it's important we're recording what god's speaking to us and that we remember what god spoke to us now as we continue to grow and so if you um there's some sermon notes in front of you maybe on your phone but if you're taking notes the first thing you're going to write down first thing about god's vision for the church is that the church is built on god's word the church is built on God's word. And this is foundational to who we are as NCC, but to who we are as the church as a whole. And it says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. And when we come up here on the stage, Pastor Aaron comes up, we have a guest speaker, and it happens to be me. We have teachers in the kids' classrooms, anybody who have, speak to students, anything we teach is going to be founded on scripture. Scripture shapes our lives, I and mean, it's a declaration of NCC, and it's something we believe. A foundation of the church should be God's word. And you know, we're building a new building out there, they're going to have to start with a foundation, right? And the foundation isn't set properly. If it's not strong, the building's not going to be able to stand very long. So the foundation is important to who we are as we grow, and as we're gonna, if we're going to be able to build a strong life. And our foundation should be the Word of God, that Scripture shapes us and who we are. And it's not the other way around, that we tell the Bible what it should tell us, or like we live however we want and find out how the Scripture supports it. But Scripture should shape us, and so we should actually look a little bit different because of how we're engaging with God's Word. It's the foundation of who we are. And what's cool is as we read the Scripture, that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, breaking of bread, and prayer— Those are elements we have in groups. I mean, when we come together in groups, you may have heard about them already. When we come together outside of a Sunday in groups together, we're having having fellowship. We're having fun together, breaking bread, eating together, praying together, talking about the teaching of God's word. And those are foundational to who we are and what we should be doing um, together as the church. And so when we look at what it means for us thousands of years later, it's being a part of a group and getting together with some other people to talk about the Bible, what it really looks like every single day, and not just on a weekly basis, but talking about God's Word affecting us day to day. And then there's Version. Some of you guys have it open right now. On your phone, you can download the app, and it's a Bible app. It has Bible reading plans. Some of you guys are like, I mean, it's cool you're talking about the Bible, but I don't know where to start. I don't know what to read. There's Bible reading plans that, I mean, you could never finish them the rest of your life probably. And it tells you exactly what to read every single day. It makes it easy. And so there's no excuse for us really about reading the Bible and applying it to our life. Then there's Cultivate, the last Wednesday of the month that we do. Um, I don't believe we're doing it this month, but as we can, that we come together and talk about God's word at a little bit deeper level, because we have some space, have some time to talk about it, maybe some more details. And so there's another way where we can really engage with God's word and let it be foundational to who we are. And we remember that we don't get to pick and choose, though, what we apply to our life, because God's word shapes us completely. And we continue on in verse 44, this is what it says, all the believers were together, they had everything in common, since they sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. And we're talking about a little bit more next week, so we won't go in complete detail there, but you recognize that it's important for the church to meet the needs and care for the people that are a part of it, that are around around, um, a part of that church. Continuing on, every day they continue to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And so, as we read the scripture, we realize the next thing you can write this down, that the church is a community. The church is a community. This is part of that God's vision and dream for what the church should be, that the church is a community. And sometimes it can be difficult um, when we wake up in the morning and you just think life is difficult and things are going um, not like I expected. I don't feel like getting up and going to church today. I don't feel like going to service. I don't feel like going to that group or having people over. And we just feel like life is too much. You think, I don't want to go there because life is difficult. Well, you should be here because life is difficult. You should be a part of your group because life is difficult. You know, I think a lot of times we come into these doors and we think, I got to put everything aside, put on my happy face and just be like perfect while I'm at church because that's what they do. But that's not true, man. Life is hard and we all face it. And it's something we got to be honest. We got to be open about because that's what this place should be is a community where we're going through it together. It's not you come here and none of that exists, but we come here and we face it together where you battle it together. You go to those groups because life is difficult, because things happen that we can't control and we can't go through it alone. Guys, there's a big difference between somebody who lives life alone and somebody who lives life with people. You live life alone, life is going to take care of you. That's going to take you down. If you live life with people, you're battling it together and you're not by yourself. And so it's important we're here, important we're a part of this community because of that. And important, we're a part of those groups because of that. And so life isn't perfect. We have to recognize that. But that's exactly why we need one another. Why we have to do this together. Why we come together to encourage each other because that is community. Another declaration is that we live life together and we believe that at NCC. Groups is a big part of that. But that we are doing that here when we come together on a Sunday during the week. And that is in our name. New Community Church. We are a church that believes in community being made new, right here in this room, this community, but also in the area, even around the world, but that we are making that happen. We want this place to be a place where you can belong, where people walk in and they feel connected with people. They feel like they have a purpose to be here. When we're together, and we, we celebrated our seven-year birthday a, a few weeks ago, kind of uh, earlier this year, and we got a lot of your stories. We asked you to kind of share your NCC story. Have you heard about NCC, what it's meant to you? And we've heard a lot of great stories, different people about, I was in the area, so I came by. Um, someone invited me. Some different, like, I felt like life was being difficult, and I saw this church cared about the community, so I came. A lot of different stories, and we recognized that a lot. Of those stories merged into some of these same principles a lot of people wrote these same things that this is a place where I felt like I could belong I felt welcomed when I walked in the door I've never been in a church where I felt like I wasn't judged until now because this church is a community of people who care about each other who are helping each other go through life to face life together and that's why it's important that we're here on a Sunday morning And we don't ask that you're here just because we want to make sure you hear what we have to teach and that your life isn't going to be as good as it can unless you hear what we're going to say. Because it's not just about what you get on a Sunday. It's about what you give. It's important that you're here on a Sunday because of what you give, how you contribute to this church. Because we are the church. On Wednesdays, we tell students, students aren't going to, like new students aren't going to come back unless they know somebody. And so if we don't connect with them. We don't make relationships with them. Why would they want to come back? We're the same. We want to know people. This is a community because it, relationships matter. And you might be that person that someone new needs to connect with, that they need to know so they continue to grow, continue to face life with somebody and not alone anymore. Because here on a Sunday, it's about what you give. That's a big deal. And in continuing on. In, Continuing on in the scripture, it says, And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. See, this is the next thing about that vision of the church, is that the church is not a club, but it's a clinic. The church is not a club, it's a clinic. And there's a story of a dingy little life-saving station that was on a dangerous seashore that was notorious for shipwrecks. And in this station, there's only a few members. There's only one little boat. But they spend day and night going out to sea to find those in danger, to look for those who are lost. They continue doing this and they'd come together every single day, every night to help people. And it became pretty popular, became kind of a famous place and people wanted to be there, wanted to hang out there. And so they brought in new furniture, brought in new boats, kind of updated everything. Uh, soon a building started to replace that little hut. And then as it was being built, this became kind of a a clubhouse in a way where people just wanted to enjoy their nice facility and be with each other and didn't really want to um, do the dirty work anymore, going out to sea and helping people who needed it, cleaning up these shipwrecks. And so there were still some people who believed in the original purpose and they thought, man, we need to continue to do this, but they got voted out. The rest of the club said, hey, if you wanna keep doing that, you can go somewhere else, you don't need to do it here. So they went down the shore. They started a new station, started helping people again, became popular, history repeated itself, became another kind of exclusive, fancy, elegant club and another and another and you could go to that shore today and see that there's all these clubs that are fancy and owned by people who just don't really care about helping others outside. It's about being exclusive, that's their purpose now. We have to remember that the church is not a club, it's a clinic for people who are hurting, for people who are lost, who have been shipwrecked in life. You guys, we can all relate to that. This should be a place that people walk in and they feel welcome, they feel loved, and they know this is a place where I can find freedom. This is a place that has transformed my life. That families walk in here and the legacy of their family is changed because of this church. Not this building, but you. Each one of us coming together to be the church and be a community that's caring about people with open arms and on Wednesdays we talk about it a lot that we want to be an inclusive group that this is not a club we're exclusive and we turn our back and say you go away because you don't fit into what we want to do but we're inclusive arms wide open I mean, you're hurting come on you're struggling come on you're confused you don't know what to believe come on open arms caring for one another going out to sea day and night, to find those who are lost, to find those who are broken. Because something happens when we're together. that just doesn't happen when we watch service online later or sit at home, but when we're together, we're able to really be the church and support each other. What's cool is last week, I'm so thankful for Michael and Sarah that were able to share kind of about their life, but second service they actually shouted out a few people that they invited. And that had come to church because they invited them. And looking out and seeing people who were invited by someone else. They're inviting people now. That's part of who we should be as a church. That we are bringing people alongside of us. That we're looking out for the people who are lost. We're looking out for the people who are confused. And bringing them to this place where they know there's a community of people that's going to love them and change their life because of that relationship. Because we're doing this together. That's the kind of church that God dreamed of, wants us to be, we can only do that together. Now, today, we're going to respond together with something that Christians have practiced for thousands of years, something that was purposed to bring us together in unity, remembering what Jesus did for us. That's what brings us together in the first place, and so we're going to take communion together. There's elements in front of you and the bottom of the seat in front of you. You can find those and grab those. If you could hold those in, in your hand. This is us celebrating, remembering together what Jesus did for us. Why we come together in the first place. Why we want others to be here. Because of the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross. Because of the blood he shed. We can find freedom. We can find hope. Families to be restored. Marriage is brought back together because of what Jesus has done. And so as we take communion together, you don't have to be a a member of NCC to partake, but as we believe in what Jesus has done for us on the cross, this is us remembering together. And so I'm going to read a couple verses here from 1 Corinthians, share some of the words of Jesus about what this means as we take this together. You can pull that layer off it's just a layer for the wafer and then for the cup and so first corinthians 11 this is what it says for i received from the lord what i also passed on to you the lord jesus on the night he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said this is my body which is for you do this in remembrance of me so if you take the bread let's take that together As you open up the cup, continuing on in the scripture, it says, In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let's take the cup together. Let's pray together if you'd pray with me and just thank the Lord for what he's done and what that sacrifice means for us. Jesus, thank you so much. God, we can never repay what you've done for us. Lord, we pray that that would just continually, every single day, God, remind us of what you've done. And Lord, we come together as a church, as a body of Christ, to help others know that good news to experience freedom, to experience life change because of what you've done for us. Jesus, thank you for spilling your blood, that your body was broken for us, that we could find freedom, that we could have hope that no longer the payment of sin is on us, but you took it on yourself. Thank you, Jesus. Continue to help us to live for you, God. Have your way in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And so God is calling us to be the kind of church that he dreamed of. These principles that we talked about, that's what this church should be. When we say this church, it's not just the staff or it's not just Pastor Aaron, but it's us together. He's calling us to be that kind of church. That we're helping our community, we're looking out for the lost, looking out for the broken. This is a place where they can come to be healed and be set free. You might be here at NCC, and you think think about serving, or think about getting plugged in somewhere. You think, man, that's for that's for them. Those guys just have the time to do that. You think they can take care of it? They'll find somebody else. But we need to change our vocabulary. That it's not about them. It's not about they. Those guys. This is us. I am the church. Each of you, each of us together are the church. We are the the ones that build that community, that change what NCC is. Some of you on a Sunday think, why don't they have a teacher for my kid? Or they didn't ask me how my week was today, but we need you to decide to be a part of this, that we are doing this together. God has called each of us to be the church. Not just come to fill up, but this is a place where we are able to pour out what God's doing in us to help others to face life together. We are the church. We have to contribute together to see this place become what God has planned it to be, what he's dreamed for it to be. So where is God challenging you to get plugged in, to serve, to contribute here? Maybe that's on a team. And you saw some examples of great volunteers that have been serving on a team and seeing the impact that it's making. Maybe God's challenging you to do that